It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do that. Right, offense. And it's another episode edition of NFL in London, the podcast that everybody loves to love and love, listen to. Love and care. We're, we're doing it every week. We're doing in the it for you. We're, it's for everyone. For, Even we're doing in the back. mornings. It's our I'm pandemic. Hungover. Thing. Hungover. Are you hungover? Yeah. I went out and had friends over last night. Got super wasted. I'm not oh. I'm not ready for this. Uh, oh, going back. I'm trying to get my I... body. Back into in the fighting shape oh, for the pubs. Oh, good for you. I have, I'm not is, to be sanctimonious, but I haven't had a hangover in uh, seven, eight months. Yeah, Loving it. Very sanctimonious. Oh, that's good. Nobody well, cares about your new lifestyle. Everybody knows that, uh, look, I, I my lifestyle is still horrible. But at the same time, not having a hangover is good because I, I don't miss hangovers. They were horrible. Although I did, the last time I did have alcohol, I was a hangover was shit. Um, NFL. That's all that matters, though. It's NFL. And, of course, uh, big night tonight, folks. If you're all excited, WrestleMania 37. <laughs> Is it? Is it tonight? Yeah, it's been playing. The Ro- Are they going to have fans? The Rock, apparently. I think it might be in Florida or Texas, so probably. Uh, oh, it's in Tampa, so probably. No, they'll definitely. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Because I, so. I was thinking back. I saw the WrestleMania 6, 1990 in Skydome. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus uh, Ultimate Warrior. You ever see that one? It was like yeah. uh, Jesse Ventura. That was the last time. Uh, so that's the excitement going on. But uh, NFL, you know, we're all excited. We're, we're, we're watching what's going to happen. Sam Darnold. Now Boom. Is, yeah, he's gone. The first chip to fall in the draft. Yeah, I mean, we, we all thought it was going to happen. I mean, he's, what, uh, fifth year? Uh, well, fourth year. Fourth, fourth year. year but, I mean, now it's you start looking at it, and, and he wasn't working out as a fit for the Jets. The Jets haven't been able to put everything together. Um and now the Jets are going to draft a tight end or something going. We don't even need a quarterback. Who it, knows what they're going to do? It's going to be. Um, I mean, so the general manager, Joe Douglas, says uh, he doesn't give two shits anymore what people think. Uh, particularly, I guess, being the fact that he doesn't care about Darnold. You know, and, and, you know, Carolina, did they get a good deal out of this? Obviously, Carolina is, you know, going to see if... This is where we actually see if he's actually... If it was him the whole time. You know, because if he sucks at Carolina, you're like, oh, I guess he wasn't that good. Which yeah. is... Which is horrible. Which you feel Listen, bad. He's, it, this is the we're gonna see if it's the number one. If it's the Adam Gase effect. If it's gonna yeah. we're gonna see another quarterback who had a, tentacles stuck in, with Gase in him and see what he does. I actually think it's a great trade um, for Carolina. Number one, they don't have to mortgage the future to get a quarterback. And Sam Darnold is as much a hit or miss as anyone you would get at eight. I think. Uh, it's good for Sam Darnold because he was broken by this terrible oh, franchise. Yeah. That, to me, even if they get Zach Wilson, if they do what they did to Zach Wilson, what they what they did to Sam Darnold, they're going to get the same results. It's like an abusive relationship. It's, it's really... And, and plus, you're going with a... It's not like Jacksonville where you got Urban Meyer... Uh, you got this offensive, more offensive-minded. you got Robert Salah. Robert Salah's never yeah. been a head coach. No one's saying, oh, the Robert Salah offense is going to be killer. So, and it's the sixth first-round pick the Jets have traded yeah. in a row. Six or in a row. It's, it's, it's really says something about the organization. I mean, Maybe Joe Douglas team. should talk about this a bit more because he's clearly not doing a good job. And well, no they're... One... they're too busy making vaccines. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. The Johnson & Johnson family. Um. I mean, obviously the Jets, you wonder if this is the where it writes the ship and everything like that, because you know, obviously Woody Johnson can now focus on this. But, I mean, as you say, six years, they continually just screw up everything. Whereas you look at Miami, and Miami turns the draft into their advantage, and New York can't even do anything like that. No, it's, um, it, it's going to be, I think it was right for everyone, again. But if you're the Jets, 
what you have to do now, you got to get Zach Wilson some weapons. Like, really, you only have Denzel Mims. You signed Corey Davis. But Corey Davis is your classic jet signing. Like, this guy, yeah, he's got all the potential in the world. Yeah. You know where he's going to thrive? A place with no offense. And yeah. it's just so... He's never had a thousand yards. He was a top five pick, and they gave him a ton of money, like thirty million guaranteed. And it's just that just shows the desperation. The Jets are constantly just throwing money at free agency. Yeah, and it's always failing. So to me, I Zach Wilson is going to be interesting. But if you do what you did with Sam Darnold, you're going to have another failure. And the Jets should just be thrown out of the league if they do it again. You get two top three picks in a row. And you screw it up with quarterbacks. My God. Well, I mean, it, it comes to the point where you start looking in the front office and go, what the hell is going wrong with you guys? I mean, obviously, the, the as the Bears, we screw up enough of these kind of things. But when you have this gift horse and every time you screw it up. Yeah, look to Buffalo, what they did. They got offensive linemen right away. Then they got then they got him a couple of receivers the second year. Then the third year, they got him Stefan Diggs. That's... How you do Building it. a core unit as opposed to just, just hashing and bashing stuff pieces, together. Buying a bunch of pieces and saying, hey, Sam Darnold's the top three pick. Let's just let him loose. And he wasn't ready. And he had bad coaching. Adam Gase is one of the worst coaches. So I think there's hope. And I think he's going to actually have a pretty decent year, I think. I don't think he's unbelievable. Well, you also look at, I mean, look at what the Jets did with Robbie Anderson, you know, who I would play a lot in fantasy. This guy was a speedster, good hands, but they never really got him the ball enough. And then he goes to Carolina, turns it all around, starts playing with his former college head coach, and he starts getting it. So the Jets obviously undervalued and unprepared talent. Um, this week as well, Rich Eisen, uh, as you may know, he's uh, apparently he's talks about sports a lot. Uh, you <laughs> the might Godfather. Google him. Uh, but he was saying, you know, in a podcast, I guess in a very heated thing, that if the 49ers don't draft a quarterback, he will eat a dirty jersey. Um, I mean, you can't the, really eat a dirty jersey. We'll probably kill him. Well, uh, uh, that's our problem. But. He, I, I would take that only fans. if I were him, too. Yeah, OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans? Yeah. There's probably somebody doing it on OnlyFans, to be I'm, honest with you. Yeah, so, I'm sure there's a guy inside of it, though. Um, um, but yeah, I, th- I think he's absolutely right. You don't mortgage your future three first-round picks to go up and get, what, like a tight end? Yeah. Um, the question is that if they go up and they get someone, like everyone says Mac Jones, that's the one. And from what you hear, I'm not like any sort of uh, college football draft yeah. analyst or anything, but what... Everyone says it's like that's the equivalent of the Bears trading up for Trubisky. You, know, yeah. you get a guy with who's not very quick. He can't really move. Mac Jones is not like a speedster yeah. or anything. He just kind of looks fat and chubby. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's just a weird. He has a weird look for a quarterback. And if that's the guy they're going up for, listen, Kyle Shanahan, if anyone could get a quarterback to play well, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan. Look what he's had to work with. So Well, we did revisit that when the Bears, I mean, when you look back and, you know, the Mel Kippers and everyone like that did it, and you look back at the projections for that draft, Mel or Mitchell Trubisky, everyone was like, oh, he's our shining one. He's the one undiscovered nugget. And that happens every draft year. Is it? Look, we got four or five great quarterbacks coming in this year. One of them is going to be a bad flop. It always happens. Yeah. Someone, that, someone is just going to be like, oh, my God, what happened to this guy? Um, so you, you never know which one of these guys going to happen. Who can't make it to the league? Um, you know, they're talking now about the virtual offseason. Uh, the NFLPA obviously doesn't want anyone to meet. They want to limit the amount of times that people talk to each other. Um, and the NFL said they're not going to mandate uh, vaccinations or vaccination passports with players next year. No, well, you can't really. You can't force people to take it. I think some 
And some of these guys are like, listen, look at my rock body. It's like, yeah. you think COVID's afraid of it? Like, a lot of people are going to be fine. Like, they're athletes at the top physical condition. The only ones you worry about are like offensive linemen, really. Or your or coaching staff. Your, your coaching coach, staff. Yeah, yeah. If you got like an 80 year old coach on your team, it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have an 80 year old coach. But some people do, and I, I agree. But yeah, I think most coaches are probably going to do it. I think you're going to get some players do it. Some players don't. I don't think it's really going to make a difference, but. If you, the thing is, do you, if you're a player, do you really want to risk that in a big game coming up, you're go, you're not taking the vaccine, and then all of a sudden the playoffs hit and you get COVID, and you're like, sure. dude, you should have taken the. Everyone's going to lose their minds on them. Well, I guess it's also the other thing for a lot of people under thirty is they worry about you get a vaccine and you're sick for two weeks. You know, that's the other sort of trade off is you get it and well, go get, well, it, <clears throat> get it now before the season starts because again, a lot of everyone had that um, off season where you couldn't go out and party, you couldn't go out. And, and enjoy being a millionaire footballer, like the one of the dreams of you take that Thick money. Instagram models, go that's what right. it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's now doing Instagram masseuses and stuff. And go into the real clubs, meet some real girls is what they want to do. These are like rich athletes, and they've been stuck. So if you're gonna get COVID, if you're gonna get the vaccine, then if you're gonna be partying, then you should definitely get the vaccine for your teammates. Well, if, I think if you're an Instagram model, you give yourself over dosages of the yeah. vaccine so that everyone who has unprotected sex with you, they get instantly vaccinated. I mean, Instagram models could save so the NFL. come with a condom, the yeah, vaccine. Yeah, exactly. You never know. It could help out. It's also that point of the draft where we're getting to where you start getting the trash talking. Uh, Darius Leonard, famously of the of the Colts, is like, this draft class talks too much. Because you're getting it now where the... What? Con- they, they, Darius Leonard said this draft class yeah, talks too Yeah, they talk too much. much. He right. said they shut up, bring it to the field. They talk too much. Yeah, all the young guys are like that. You know, Josh Rosen, nine teams made a mistake and I'm yeah. going to make them pay. And it's just like, yeah, guys, like, you haven't made, you haven't earned one 19 year olds speaking out of their ass? I know, what? I love it. I know, exactly. So let them have it. There's always going to be some guys who are going to do that. Some teams love it, some teams hate it. And you get humbled very quickly in the NFL. Well, yeah, when you're, when you're actually haven't even made the league, haven't even made a team yet, and then you're trash talking some of these guys and some of these coaches, it's one thing to be big in college. It's another thing. To actually make it somewhere. One of the interesting ones, Ryan, I sort of mentioned earlier is this punter, Zach Von Rosenberg. Um, he's 30 years old. He's in the drafts. You don't get many punting stories. So no, but he's he's already a millionaire because he was a pitcher for the... He got signed a deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, the same draft year as so he's Mike Trout. up a baseball career to be a punter? Well, so he decided... He was playing baseball. He's 6'4", 245. <laughs> So he decided that first he was going to try to be quarterback at LSU, which they've already got guys. Uh, and then they had um, uh, tight ends. So he decided to then become a punter, put on some weight. But the guy is, apparently, he's a pretty good punter. But, you know, when you look at, I was thinking about he him. He just beast modes people as they're returning it. Well, he's, 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 he's qualified enough to play quarterback. He's played division quarterback level. He's played tight end. But the thing to me reminded me of is the, the Denver debacle this year. You know, not having a quarterback. If you had a guy like this, hey, our punter actually played quarterback and was a tight end. Yeah. You know, you wonder if having these sort of utility players and these kind of things will actually help people. Yeah. Who knows? Um, you know, that's a funny story, though. I'm, I'm going to see if anyone drafts. Bill Belichick will probably draft this guy. He'll be like, I'm going to turn him into a star. Turn him into something. Um, yeah. The, the other thing that... Um, Juju. That's what I really want to talk. Juju. We're all Juju. talking. It's everyone's talking Juju. Um... The hype train that he believes in himself. So he's saying, you know, I mean, all this stuff is coming out now. KC wanted him. You know, Andy Reid was going after him nuts. You know, he's also in the news recently saying that um, AB has blocked him, that he 
You know, they were teammates. He hasn't been able to talk to AB. Blocked him. It's such a, it's such a weird thing. He's like a 14-year-old yeah, girl, know, isn't he? Yeah, I know, right? He's just, he blocked me. Oh, no. It's like, who cares, man? What do you want to be? Who cares? What do you want to be AB's best friend? He clearly hated you. Like, AB doesn't... Well, he's an interesting one, too, because AB's not signing his money. He's yeah. not signing his contract. I, I, I love that the old, B, old AB is slowly seeping back to the... Brady's tried to calm it. Yeah, no, it down. Old, it's, it's like, it's the temper, it's a weighted blanket. It's that Brady bubbles. It's, just, just, okay, calm, calm. Sun's going down, sun's going down. It's, I think he's going to have to sign with Tampa. It just feels like if anyone else wanted him, they would have Well, no one up. wants the drama, I think. And I think having that Brady factor is, you know, there's got to be a reason that he moved into Brady's house a few times. It's going to be, dude, you need to get, it's almost like dealing with a, a junkie. You've got to keep the guy under yeah. control. you got to keep him and make sure he's doing his routine and taking his pills. Um, you know, you, you just sort of wonder... Again, yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I think he's just going to wait and see what happens. Maybe uh, you're also, he could make, play it to his advantage, right? He could wait to see uh, training camp happens, a couple injuries, people go down. Yeah. You know, if a star receiver goes down in camp, people get desperate, he can make some big money. I, I guess he's got some. And then, worst comes to worst, he just goes back to Tampa and wins another Super Bowl, probably. I guess his age makes him less elastic, though. I mean, you know, it's one thing you'd be able to pump in and jump in when you're, you know, 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. But for him, it might be difficult. I guess the real thing for me is going to be with Juju. You know, you've got Chase Claypool, great, good Canadian guy right there, yeah. uh, jumps in. You sort of go, is is he has he jumped the shark? Has Juju jumped the shark? Is he on the downward trajectory of career now? Because Or, I mean, he just talks so much. Is the talk overshadowing the play so much that you're just sort of like, oh, man, just play, catch some friggin' footballs, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be it's gonna be a fun couple weeks. I'm looking forward to the draft, especially for uh, that number four spot now. Because the well, Lions are in such a good position. They're in the best position they've been in years. Um, well, we talked about this uh, when we had a, a party, our going away party, on the first that was able to have uh, our friend Chapman. It was legal. It was legal. Uh, yeah, not what we did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, obviously our friend Chapman is a Falcons fan. And earlier in the season, I mean, he was like, oh, we're going to get this and this. And, you know, I think a, a lot of Falcons fans are now realizing this is a leveraged position. Well, Everyone is going quarterback juicy right now. Right, because you're going to have the top three. And if someone like Justin Fields falls, they're in a really good spot. You know, Georgia kid, they can yeah. take him. Uh, the thing is with Matt Ryan, it, it's they've done the restructuring. I, I think it was Rich Eisen was saying yeah. it. It's something like... If they get rid of him next year, he has like a like eighty million dead money cap hit. Yeah. Right? So Matt Ryan's going nowhere. No. Um, to me, this is like Kyle Pitts territory, right? If this yeah. guy's as good as he says he is, Matt Ryan needs that other little weapon. Like he's, he's still, you know, he lost Austin Hooper. Uh, they signed um, Hayden Hurst, and he yeah. was a big disappointment. But a guy like Pitts, who everyone like, guy is a monster. Everyone's like a four yeah. four six five two fifty. You get that with Julio and Calvin Ridley. You know, especially in that division where you're going to have to score some points. I I think they're in a re- and then they could maybe someone else wants Fields. They go back to seven or eight and get another weapon. So yeah, I mean, I, I would trade for them. I mean, you know, they, they yeah, need I enough. They need enough offensive and defensive players. Yeah, that you know. Some of these guys are good, but 
you know, you could rather trade and have three guys for one person. Yeah, and, it, and you'd rather get three linemen to protect Matt Ryan. Well, instead of getting it, his they head need crushed. some defense too. And, and uh, someone, a training staff, who can stop his players getting injured. So yeah. they're always decimated with injuries. They could get, you know, they could go back and get the best corner. Yeah, uh, they definitely need. Um, so I think it's Patrick Sertain's son. Yeah, we're starting now to get so old. We're getting yeah, exactly. We're the watching the kids. children of players. That's yeah. when you know you're starting to get old. You're like, I've seen people's whole careers, and now they're children. Yeah, playing. quarterback. For the Miami Dolphins. It's Jack Brady. What? Yes, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. Soon. Yeah. I remember his father. I remember. Do you remember his dad, Tom? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, geez, it's gonna be um uh, an interesting one. I think for the Falcons. I I think they have a you know for me you've got trade this one role and you can get three different people. You yeah. know they, you just trade for draft picks. The problem with the Falcons, we talk about the injuries, but they like the Jets, the ineptitude of their picks. They've had, and you've got Matt Ryan, who's still a great quarterback. The running game has fallen down. You look at the amount of times that they came back from games or blew games last oh year. God, they were <laughs> but they cardiac scored, kids. They scored a ton of points, you know. And, and you've got Matt Ryan, who can still chuck the ball around. He's still, you know, his passing rating is good. Yeah, and the thing is, with someone like even if they went someone like Kyle Pitts, because you almost have to take into consideration that Julio's going to get injured and miss a couple yeah. of games because he always seems to. And when he was out, it just was Calvin Ridley was wasn't able to do it himself. So. To me, they're in a, just such a good spot, especially even Cincinnati, who usually never trade out of their spots. So um, it's if top four picks go all quarterback, which it looks maybe yeah. even top five potentially could be. Could be like some people are going to get some gems sitting like the Dolphins. Oh yeah, everyone's <clears throat> sitting there. Just let the board fall to me and give me that best player. If if you know, and you're sitting on that spot like the Falcons and the quarterback. You know, frenzy is going on. Let the sharks eat everything in the water. Trade away your picks. Get as many first round picks as you can, and, and know that if you're going to have Matt Ryan next year, hey, guess what? Next year we got five picks. So you know, something like that along it. But you know, Atlanta is in a very sweet position now, and they should look to take advantage of it. The other one we talked about as well is the OBJ. Um, oh, we haven't talked about him in a while. Is it time to trade him? Uh, you know, he's. You sort of look at it. You know, the Browns' season was okay, but Baker Mayfield only had. Um, you know, it was good in the second half. If you look over two years, he's had 1,350 yards, seven touchdowns, and a 55% catch rate, which is horrible. Mm. Is it time for Cleveland to move on, get OBJ, get rid of him, and, and see what you can get for the guy? Well, yeah, he's, you know, he's coming off an ACL injury, and he's coming off multiple injuries, and he's got a big contract. So it's tough. I think if you're Cleveland, you just hold on to him, right? Like, you, you got your good team, you know, you made the playoffs last year, and you did it without OBJ. So you bring him back, like, I'm sorry, but, like, Jarvis Henry, as good as he is, he's not the true number one. He's no. a really solid slot number two guy. Um, he used to catch, like, 120 balls for 800 yards somehow. So he's not that deep threat. So they, they still need some work. They you know the tight ends, they have Njoku, and I think they should trade. Um, so Cleveland, to me, really still needs Odell, especially if they're going to compete with you know, um, the Kansas cities and the Buffaloes where you got to score a lot of points. You know, you can't just be this old running team because it showed in the playoffs when they had to keep up with Kansas yeah. city. They couldn't do it. I, it's, it's just, is OBJ to me. I think his name and his he's got team. one more chance. I feel like this is his yeah. last year and now you're going to be like, cause if he gets injured again or just doesn't have the explosiveness they used to, people are just going to, no one's going to trade for him. 
Yeah, well, that's why I, I would say Browns would be smart to look at it now. Get rid of them now. Move on now. <clears throat> and go, you know what? You might have one last season, but it's not going to be with us. Well, his value is as low as he's ever been, right? Because you're not going to get a first for him like they traded for him. Uh, you're going to get maybe a third. Because you got to take that contract. And you got a guy you don't know how healthy he's going to be. So I, I would be... I think Cleveland's going to have no choice but to keep him. Uh, I just don't think there's a good enough market for him. And unless I would wait, like I said before, until someone gets hurt. Until someone then, gets hurt. Her, and then you make it. it. Yeah, yeah, you just have him ready to ride. Uh, David Carr, not Derek Carr. David Carr, you might know him as the good-looking brother who <laughs> never really played, but he's more of a pundit. He believes that Tua Tagliavova uh, is going to is going to have an MVP level career, and that last year was a hiccup, and this year he's going to be moving on. Tua, five, Tua. all five foot eight of them, or whatever. Uh, well, Tua, Tua, yeah, yes, and I think they they did the smart move, like not giving up on him. Like he had some decent performances, but. He's small. Um, he just couldn't throw deep. He did, didn't really have the weapons either. So, again, Miami still showed that, you know, this this thing of relying on your defense and you scoring 18 points is not a sustainable winning strategy. Uh, they're going to have the six picks, so they're going to be able to get to a weapon. Mm -hmm. They could maybe get uh, Chase, I six think. Six and 12, don't they, as well? Don't no, they traded. Oh, they're uh, 12. They traded, yeah, 12, so yeah, six. Philly's 12. So yeah. now they moved back up to six. So again, they're looking at someone like Pitts. I think Chase from LSU, Yeah. Um, if he doesn't go to Joe Burrow on five. So they're in a really good position. They can get him maybe another offensive lineman to really protect to uh, help him. But I think in, we just got to see another year of him. You got to give him one more year. Um, but unfortunately, you traded Houston's number one pick. Yeah. So, which is probably going to be a top five. So you could have probably done it next year. Give yeah. him a bad year, get the new quarterback. So I'm glad they traded that pick. But as a Bills fan, do you see them now? Do you see Miami as the sort of heir apparent sort of threat as opposed to the Patriots? No, not really. I think depends on how good Zach Wilson is because it's all based on the quarterback. Whoever's got the best. Right now, the Patriots did all these loading up on all. So the Patriots will be better. Um, are they still going to make a move? Like, Are they going to trade for Jimmy G? Are they going to try and do something to kind of shake up the draft? Grab Andy gonna, Dalton from the Bears. They could, yeah. they could really make a move. Maybe here. they make a move for Atlanta's fourth spot. Maybe Justin yeah. Fields. Because Bill Belichick's never been able he only had one quarterback he wanted to groom and then Robert Kraft chucked him aside so yeah he's never had that chance so I and he likes grooming too that whole, the whole organization loves to groom he's a groomer yeah. and so but he's got the weapon they got the draft picks they got the capital and I think Belichick's a terrible drafter so yeah. might as well go all in and, and get Keel Harry yeah yeah they, they for, so many of their offensive draft picks have been absolute busts so um, I think it's Josh Allen, and let's see who competes. But right now, it's got to be Tua. He's ahead of everyone else. It's time we'll tell with this guy. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Allen, big big talk in Buffalo, because uh, Josh Allen is debating whether or not he would get the vaccine, which, of course, set off a flurry of Twitter, uh, whether or not Josh... Because then you've got the vaxxers, anti-vaxxers going, nah, Josh Allen, he's our hero, or he's not. It's You can never win with these guys. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but no. the one big thing where we can win is, and we'll get into this, the apology. The, the NFL has officially apologized to the Buffalo Bills. Take Bullshit, you back. Let's take you back to the game. It was a 2019 playoff game, Bills versus Texans. Cody Ford, uh, linebacker for the Bills, is hit, penalized with a blindside block. Chop block. Chop block. It's a blindside chop block, uh, which took the Bills out of field goal range. As a result, they lost the game 22-19. Cody Ford was fined $28,075 for it in hindsight. 
the NFL says, yeah, that was not an illegal blindside chop block. And now they're using it as like an example of yeah. a perfect block. So my question is, shouldn't Cody Ford get his money back? They have not said whether or not he's going to he get his money back. He should 100% get his money back. And that is just so... Because the NFL knew they messed up on that. Yeah. And then what they did is they doubled down on the fine, right? They hit him with a fine as well because that just showed, oh, no, it was really legal. So now no one could really argue because it's a fine. And now it's being two years later, of course... The, the refs um, always looking like they try and always yeah. do it to Buffalo, the refs. But I think they, he should absolutely get his money back. He I should, think, especially when you talk about linemen. They do not make as much money as the other guys. And why are these 26, refs getting, Why aren't these refs getting fined for doing such a terrible job, right? And, and why did it take two years for well, them to I think because Well, I think it's also because of the fact that, look, the Buff- Buffalo lost 22-19. Had they made that... And they, they could, could have, have had the kick. They the, could have had it, and they could have gone, and they could have been a playoff. So, you know, there's all the fans, you know, of course the NFL wants to mute this for as long as possible because as soon as after it happened, if you're like, yeah, by the way, we screwed up on that game two weeks ago, there'd be insanity. Yeah, Two already, years no, later. There's already no credibility with refs as there is, right? They're like the, the, the devil, and they're always making mistakes, and they always never have to um, never have to answer for any mistake. What a life. Robot they're, refs. They're so... Refs are the like the epitome of white privilege, right? Yeah. They can screw up and ah, don't worry about it. Go play another game. So there's still hope for me. I got yeah. a job, maybe. You can still be a ref. <laughs> um, the one funny story this week, which we'll also sort of end on, was at USC, University of Southern California. <clears throat> a homeless guy uh, made it on the football team. Apparently, this homeless guy had been banned from campus. He then is able to find. He sneaks into the the facilities. He's able to sneak on. He fields punts. He feel he's fielding punts. This nice. guy is like a homeless guy, probably in his thirties, and they and then he's having team meals, sharing hot tubs with him. When he's fielding punts, they're like, I don't I don't think he plays here. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know because the guy was too good. The first one's just <laughs> bouncing off his head. Or it's like, oh my God, the cut he just plays it back, runs it back. It's like we've never had a guy do that. It's one of those like uh, college admission scandals, right? Yeah. You're just like, I don't think this guy is. Yeah. I saw the pictures of him fielding puns, but oh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, but I don't remember him being six foot five black guy. <laughs> um, the one we're gonna end on the last thing here. And so he's not gonna make the team. He's not gonna uh, make the team. He has been banned from campus. <laughs> I think there should be a, a great story. There should be a amazing. program for homeless people who want to try out. Why not? It would yeah. be a great the homeless guy. Yeah, you never know. Invincible. So there was a, um, a, a stat released this week about binge drinkers and marijuana smokers and which fans did it the most. Now, this is based on in-stadium and uh, you know based on behavior. Surprisingly, one team leads all other teams in being the number one fans for binge drinking and the number one for potheads. <laughs> and it is da, 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 the Atlanta Falcons. Well the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. It Isn't it really surprising? They're the ones that have those like $1 burgers there yeah. and like the cheapest menu as well. So oh, they're yeah. like everyone's oh, man. stoned. Yeah, yeah, eat those burgers. <laughs> yeah. And you get, oh, lots of pickles, lots of pickles. <clears throat> 12 beers for 50 cents each. It's also got to be the prices. Now, the worst team, the worst team in the league, the most uptight team in the league with a 31% of pot smoking and a 42% drinking, of course, is. The New England Patriots, they are, they yeah. are, they are the worst. Because they're too busy yelling at each other, just getting into fights with each other. Well, I've, I've been in that stadium. It is more sedate, which is weird because Boston is usually quite crazy, but it is more sedate. Coming up number two for the marijuana smokers, Baltimore Ravens. You think Colorado, you think Denver. You would think so. Jacksonville coming in third, even though it's not even legal in Florida. Arizona in fourth and Buffalo in fifth. In terms of binge drinking, it's Atlanta, Jacksonville, Arizona, Buffalo, 
and Indianapolis. A theme amongst this. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it we have for this episode. Hopefully, we're we're we'll gonna do a nice draft special. We'll do soon. a draft special. Jeff Bezos, Bezos looks like he might be buying the Chargers. Uh, so we'll let you know about that. That is supposed to happen in the next little bit as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Pub's open tomorrow, yeah. uh, and so enjoy. And we'll be talking to you soon.